Hello and welcome to episode 8 of The Good Parts and Some. Wow, we're at episode 8 already. So, 3 more episodes and we're done for this season. So, I think for this episode, I will be talking about the good things that happened to me in chronological order because I feel like they all kind of overlapped with one another, so it's quite difficult to segregate them. But well, I think it'll definitely start with the fact that I got through the past week without much of a glitch. So as I mentioned, there was a lot to do and I was all packed up to my neck with work, but it all eventually went very well and I was actually able to clear most of my work on Friday. So with some free time on my hands, I was kind of thinking about what I can do. Um, so I finally booked an appointment to go visit the optician. And uh, the backstory is that um, I've been having troubles with my eyes for the past couple of weeks. Hmm. Specifically, I feel like I was having a lot of difficulty trying to focus on words and images, especially when I use my computer or iPad, because it just feels very glaring. So that was bugging me a lot and I cannot really focus. So it was giving me a lot of troubles. So um, I've actually got recommendations from people to go get this thing called blue light glasses or something. Okay, but friends from Instagram have expressed very strong objections when I said I wanted to get the glasses from Lazada. Well, because everything was closed and I needed to book an appointment and stuff, blah, 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 to get the blue light glasses. So I was very lazy. I I wanted to just get them online. But clearly, it was not a choice. And I kind of also felt like it was probably more than just a blue light thing. So I've been wanting to book an appointment to the optician, but I was very busy. So finally, I booked it on Friday. And so I went down on Saturday to get my eyes checked. And true enough, my degree actually increased quite a bit for both eyes, which probably explains all the trouble I was facing with um, focusing when reading. Because my eyes are very sensitive towards changes like this. So I had to make new lenses, which would only be done uh, after the weekends. Which gave me a very good reason to just slack my weekends away okay. based on my own excuse that, you know, I shouldn't exert my eyes so much until I get proper lenses. So anyway, I usually do my Webflow University courses over the weekend, but this week I didn't. I just spend most of my week doing some copywriting for a friend and just watching shows. Okay, but actually, I think it was a break that I very much needed because I really, really had um, pretty crazy two to three weeks, I would say. And yeah, I enjoyed it very much. And this brings me to my next point, which is how happy I was to have watched two films over the weekends, both of which I really, really enjoyed. Um, The first film is actually Michelle Obama's documentary on Netflix. It's called Becoming, so it's basically, I think, the film version of a book. And all I can say is I'm just at awe of her as a human being. I mean, I guess it's partially the cult of personality thing at play, but... I mean, I honestly just feel like she's such an amazing human being. Like the way she carries herself, you know, the way she adapted to the things that life threw at her. And you know, her intelligence, her empathy towards others and and so many things. And I personally believe in having like a sort of fate or path set for us in our lifetime. Hmm. And I feel like hers is probably to serve and inspire with like some sort of an innate energy that she has. And I feel like she's really living her purpose to the fullest because, you know, that's exactly what she's doing. And it's really not something everyone can do, you know, like, many people can have a status, like, her intelligence or whatever. But I feel like only she can relate to people in such a naturally affable and inspirational manner. 
and it's something that just cannot be fake, lor, I think. So if you have it, you just have it. If you don't, you don't. So I highly recommend people to go watch this film or just pick up a book if you prefer to read. It's really amazing and there are lots to pick up and just learn by watching how she goes about her life and a lot of these stuff are actually more relatable to ourselves than we think. And the second show that I watched is a Korean film called Tune In For Love, so something that's very different from Becoming. Um, I think the genre is something like indie romance or I don't know what. Actually, I don't know how this genre thing works. I don't know how people classify this stuff. And well, whatever. So the leads are this uh, Korean girl who acted in Goblin. I think she's called Kim Go-eun or something. And this dude called Jong Hae-in. I don't know whether it's the correct way to pronounce his name, but anyway, he's my favourite Korean actor. So, for those who don't know, I'm a sucker for romance and romantic comedy films and like maybe action comedy, etc. But I hate comedy when it's on its own. Okay, but that's besides the point. But anyway, I first watched um, Jong Hae-in in this drama called Something in the Rain and I felt super in love with this show. Oh, like, really? The show is very slow-moving with no crazy drama like a typical Korean drama. It's just a very simple plot with very nice cinematography and I just love it so much. I really would recommend people to go watch um, Something in the Rain but um, I recommend it to my friends and they all think it's boring so I stopped trying. But anyway, Tune In For Love is something very similar actually. It's a slow plot but the plot is very moving and it's very feels kind of cinematography. So when the show ended, right, it just left me with this feeling of like warmth, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of everything like, which all spells out into like just I really fucking enjoyed the show so yeah another week well spent I guess okay so today's topic is going to be somewhat like a part two of last week's episode but slightly different I think I'll probably name it what would have been a conversation at night so I'm gonna talk about random things that I think about or maybe sometimes talk about to my friends in the still of the night and how are these topics different from things we talk about over tea or over a normal meeting? I feel like nighttime tends to bring out a more maybe vulnerable side of me. I'm not quite sure how to explain it myself, but I guess the topics may be a little bit more kind of intimate or should I say obscure? I don't know. Actually, I still don't really know what will come into my head the next minute, so I guess it'll take the end of this episode to be able to just put a proper description to this. Actually, you know, since episode 3, I've said that I'm going to explore the more human or relationship-related topics. But I don't know, I just feel like sometimes I'm still kind of skirting around the topics unintentionally. Like, maybe my subconscious is just avoiding all these topics, so I don't know, maybe with this theme in mind, maybe something will come up. I don't know, we'll see. So I think the most recent thing that had been on my mind lately is something I got from watching the Michelle Obama documentary Becoming. So in the documentary, there was this part when Michelle Obama had like a focus group discussion with a bunch of college kids. So this kid asked her a very interesting question. So she felt like being in college and just growing up in general, right, everyone is being treated just like a step as in a statistical value. Like we're measured and defined by our race, our family income level, grades, eventually our jobs, our salaries. It's like everyone is the same. And for example, for her, 
because she's African-American and she's from the ghettos, there's this stereotype tacked to her naturally that, you know, she's probably just a lost cause. So I think the question was something like, how can she become more than just a stat? Which is very interesting, right? Because especially in Singapore's context, I'm sure many of us can kind of relate to that. And to that, Michelle Obama's response was, in order to not be just a stat, you must be able to first identify with a story of your own. So something unique to yourself. And in that way, you will not just be defined by the typical stuff like your grades, your heritage, your income, etc. But you're also defined by your own story. And to add on, how do you not just be a lost cause? So to not be a lost cause, similarly, you have to create your own success stories. And this hit me hard and made me think about myself a lot. Because I think there was a good period of time in my life when I would just wallow in self-pity and just keep thinking about all the unglamorous part of my life and just wondering like, you know, why me? And I just felt like my story was so shit and, you know, perhaps why, why must this shit story be my story? Things like that. Like, why must my family be like this? Or why am I not like this? Why am I not like that? Etc. And in all that time, what I didn't realize was that by just continuing with this self-pity, hate-on-life kind of person, I'm essentially continuing this story, which I hate so much, day by day, chapter by chapter. And what I didn't realize was that I'm the story that I identify myself with and like I'm the fucking writer of the story. Lah. So if I wanted a plot twist, I would have to think about the plot twist that I want. Like how it's going to happen and write it out on my own by, you know, acting on it, perhaps. So no one else can do that for me. And some days, I just feel like I still fall into this space where I refer to the past chapters of my life and, you know, start to bring it all up and write them into my present. So I thought about this a lot and sometimes it's very tiring too. Like, it's easy to just regurgitate the old stuff and it's more difficult to come up with the new stuff. Same goes with the things we do, you know, the habits we keep, etc. So I guess I'm still in a sense of trying to find out a way to keep some level of consistency. It is something that I still have to consciously guide myself towards, even at this point in time. Another thing that really struck me and got me thinking came about when I watched um, a dog video on YouTube. So basically, right, this dog was in a lift and it was standing at a corner with its face facing the walls of the lift. And in the caption, right, it stated that the dog was a rescued dog and it was trying to hide and not draw attention to itself because that was what it would do to hide from its abusers. So, I mean, frankly, right, nobody knows what the dog was really doing. Lah. You know, sometimes the captions could just be a bunch of bullshit bait viewers like me. Lah. But <laughs> it still got to me. For two big reasons, I guess. The first thing would be that because I'm like a dog lover. Um, I have a dog on my own. And I watch a lot of dog videos. And secondly, I think, I feel like um, if the captions were real, I can somewhat relate to what the dog was doing. Because I feel like a lot of times I wish I could just be invisible. Like, I feel like being invisible is a safe space. And sometimes, for example, when I socialize, I wish I could just not be seen, you know. Because being present sometimes feels like a burden to me. Like, I 
I don't want to be present because I don't want to be forced to have to contribute to something. Because I feel like it's a bit dangerous to do that for lack of a way to say it. People might think it's crazy, you know, but I truly feel like I can't really trust myself to say or do the right things offhand. And if I did something and there's a chance it may go south, like say something wrong or something that um, may leave a can of worms open, I'm the kind of person who will ponder over it so much that it will just get to me, you know. And actually, I think my dream is to just be a wallflower. Like, I just want to be unseen. But as usual, I mean, I always live a life full of contradictions, right? Because as much as I want to be a nobody, I also want to leave a legacy. Like, I wish I could just leave behind a piece of me that is useful to humankind. But nobody knows that's from me. And that is something which I feel is also directly conflicting towards my line of work, especially. I mean, I perform, right? And in order to be successful, I guess, I'll have to be prominent in a way or another. But I don't know, not like, not like it's a problem that I have to worry about now at all, because I'm totally not at that level. But it still affects me, like sometimes when I have to take the lead for something, or when I have to be the centre of attention for something, I can just sense the resistance within myself. I think basically, right, I just don't enjoy attention, but I can't explain why. I kind of wish that I would enjoy it at least a little because I feel like it's necessary so as to be on the right track to become successful in my line of work because it feels almost like a prerequisite, you know. But I don't know, I just don't. And I can't really understand this part about myself, which is sometimes very frustrating. So I'm still trying to figure this out along the way. I guess in general, right, I just want to lead a very simple and quiet life. Like a life that can allow me to just create and have people pay attention to my work. But, you know, it'll be the greatest love and mercy to just not bring attention to me. <laughs> like, speaking of that, okay, speaking of that, this brings me to another point. People who know me would know that I'm the kind of person who has my own set of values and viewpoints, but I never ever try to be controversial. So, for example, if I meet with um, disagreement, I would likely just smile and just walk away. Or even if I think that someone's perspective is completely fucked up and stupid, right? If the person is not someone that I hold dear to my heart, I would just, I won't even try to understand. Neither will I try to explain. I'll just, you know, smile and just let things pass. So in general, to me, right, I don't really get into complicated relationships. And with friendships, right, it's very simple. It's just all in or nothing. Basically, I try very hard to keep my life drama-free because I know that I'm the one who will not survive in the drama. Like, I literally will just shrivel and die. I'm that kind of person. So, if I were in a Chinese drama like those Guzhuang drama with all the queens and all the concubines and stuff, right, I will for sure be the first one to die or get killed. <laughs> Basically, right, I just try to avoid drama, but I don't understand why. I feel like drama always comes to me like, for no reason at all, I always seem to find myself getting embroiled into other people's problems. Most of the time, it's when people come to me for help, which, you know, will kind of put me in a moral dilemma as to what I should or should not do because sometimes the situation can get very tacky. Actually, a lot of situations is very complicated and it always puts me in a spot. I mean, there are good times when I manage to be of good help and I get all of us out of the situation together. But sometimes I do lose the people and things which I hold dear in my heart through the process. And I think the point is, right, those were not my business to begin with. So 
my question is always like, why me? Yeah. Maybe some people would tell me these people come to you because they trust you or maybe because they value your advice, your insight, etc. But humans are very funny and like I feel like 90% of the time when they come to you with problems, what they really want to hear is what would make them feel better, not so much what's the logical way to analyse the matter. They think they want something logical, so they come to me, someone whom they think and know is logical. And when they hear it, they don't like it. Yeah, so I don't know. It seems like I always fuck things up and I just don't know how I can be better. Like, should I just say what I know will make these people happy? But is this who I am? Or should I reject giving them advice they ask for? I really don't know. I mean, I do appreciate that these people trust me and they want to talk to me. And um, yeah, I really, really appreciate that. But I also kind of wish people just didn't come to me sometimes. Because I feel like I'm just not good enough. Like, I'm not smart enough to do the right thing. And most times I can't even deal with my own life. Like, I just don't want to jeopardize what I have and care about because of something that, you know, honestly don't even matter to me. Is this a selfish thought? I don't really know. Like, I just don't know what to make of this in general. Like, how do we actually deal with situations like this? So, if you've been through something like that, or if you have any input, you know, reach out to me, and I want to hear from you. And on this note, I guess I'll just conclude today. I think in the past few episodes so far, right, I always sound like I've got it figured out. But actually, most of the time, my thoughts are messy like this, and... The reason they didn't emerge in earlier episodes is probably because, you know, it's difficult to talk about these stuff in a structured manner. And I think it also kind of took me seven episodes worth of time and practice to familiarize myself and just kind of get comfortable with this space, even though it's technically just myself over here. But I still feel like I'm putting something out into the universe, so I want to be mindful about the things that I say. And a lot of these questions I have, a lot of these things I want to say, um, usually I write them in my songs. And I think I may just start introducing them to the world bit by bit, so stay tuned for that also. And since we're at it, I just figured I would want to introduce this song today. It is a song introduced to me by a very dear friend, and uh, I grew to love it a lot. And I think it's a perfect song for today's episode. It's called 亲爱的树洞 by SHE and it's a song which really encapsulates you know, the questions I'm constantly holding on to about life, about how to be better, about just you know how to deal with life peacefully and properly. So I really do hope you'll enjoy this song and if you have any thoughts, reach out to me. Other than that, Circuit Breaker is almost over, so keep going on, stay safe and I'll come back again to talk next week. Tired
自心里的伤口，能开出花再结成果。